Hello, and welcome to my Lane Audio Experience. I am Mavis Saina Ganjadza, and I am so excited to have you here. So excited. So here's the thing. I know that you know that God made you for a specific purpose. My hope is that through this podcast and everything that I share here, you'll be encouraged to take charge of your life and be uniquely you. Your purpose is your lane, and all I want to see you do is own your lane. Ready for today's episode? Are you sure? Let's do it. Hello, everyone. Episode 10. You know what happened is I didn't know this was a 10th episode, so I went on and recorded it. Now I'm trying to upload it and to name it. I'm saying, hey, this is the 10th episode. So, hey, woohoo! Insert a clap, insert fireworks, insert applause, insert all that celebration. Been doing this for 10 weeks, so that's not a mean achievement consistency yay i'm looking forward to sharing more as i grow on this entrepreneur journey in the faith journey in just my lane and discovering the best version of myself and my prayer is that as you listen as you spend time here you're also motivated and inspired to grow and to pursue your unique version of success your lane all right let's go ahead to the rest of this episode hello 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 how are you doing i'm so excited i think i'll be excited every episode (laughs) yes it's always a pleasure and an honor for me to have a chance to speak and put my mind and what god has been speaking to me what i've been learning to put it out there for you it's so exciting for me every time it's a privilege really I'm also doing this as a video, so yay, check out my YouTube channel to just connect with me eye to eye if you want. Otherwise, welcome to this week's podcast. I'm so excited because um, I have learned a lot, like a lot, since last time I did a podcast. And um, a lot of the learn- learning has been about my business and how God wants me to let him lead me in my business it's always been like that really me studying my entrepreneur journey was because i believed god had put something in me that was not thriving in corporate and i needed to build a business or start and start learning and growing and everything like that and yeah so that process has been something i've been exploring it has looked so many it has taken so many um, different faces you know, it sounds good when I say God had put something in me and then I wanted it to grow, but it looked differently. I think for the most part in the first two years or so, I was pursuing my own ambitions. I was really stressed. I was really under pressure. I was really focused on everything and everyone. I really wanted to prove a point. And I felt like I felt alone. I really felt alone. And I wanted to prove to everybody that you are ignoring the wrong person. And so the focus was a mess. And coming from a corporate background to really an entrepreneur zone wasn't easy. I did not understand the mindset changes I needed to make. I did not understand the challenges that would come and the impact on my finances, the impact on me as a person, on my marriage, on my children, just 
the whole thing really eluded me because I, I was just focused on pursuing the dream and really driven towards making it happen and that's a good thing but I think there was wisdom that I missed out on that I wish <laughs> I knew but it's all I don't know if I would have listened because I was really up in my head I was really focused I was really just driven in a zone of like I'm gonna make things happen it's gonna work I've read every book about entrepreneurship and it, it hurts it sucks it's not easy but it happens and so yeah <laughs> last week I went to a worth creation forum it was like a conference and I was one of the speakers there and when I was going there I really didn't have many expectations I just thought I would go speak and leave but it was really interesting because whilst I was there, I was led by God to not leave. Yes, led by God. I'm going to say it. I said led by God because I really wanted to leave. And I, I, I left to do some errands for my business. And I was like, okay, I have to rush home because I had other engagements in the evening. And I felt bad for not being home all day for the kids. And whilst I was driving home, I was led to go back, like go back. There's something important that I want you to hear. And I was like, no, but the kids, they said, go back. The kids will be fine. And so I just drove back. <laughs> I drove back and it was in time for the, for the perfect, perfect, perfect presentation that I needed in my life at that point. Like, it was like amazing how perfect that presentation was for me and how it answered so many issues that I had. And again, so I'll tell you, it's really important that you build a relationship with God. When I say things like I was led, it's just familiarity with God in a good way, where I know when it's me thinking and when I know that this is not me, I need to pay attention. You know, when it's the devil trying to distract me, when you spend enough time in God's word, not enough, when you just spend time with God, he will be able to clarify those things. And you don't have to spend hours with him to identify, though it helps. When you spend more time with anybody, you will get to understand their tone and their voice. But God is gracious. If you desire to hear him, he will help you. And it's so important for you if you are trying to build anything. At first, I wanted to make this podcast really about entrepreneurship, which it is because that's my story. But I realized that not all of us were called to be entrepreneurs. We're all called to impact the earth in one way or the other. And the important thing is for you to find your lane, to find your zone of genius your zone of operation your zone where your talents your gifts your interests come together and you can serve the world happily and fulfilled and you can bear all the struggles that will come with that because you're excited about the mission that is on your life right so i went to the worth creation seminar and i stayed longer than i thought i would and then it was two days and then i was so committed to coming again the next day because i was like i am not missing this opportunity to learn and i think god also really convicted me this leaving before, like just wanting to present and go was pride. So God was like, no, 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 girl, you need to sit down and learn. There are really some good stuff and there are people ahead of you in this place that you need to learn from. And so I encourage you, if you're running with a dream, a vision of any sort in your life, sit down under people to learn, not just any people. That's why it's important to be in touch with God because you sit down under some people and they will stifle your gift. So the discernment is important and you getting in touch and being on the same page with God will really help with that. But wisdom, learning from others, being teachable is really, really key. No matter what you're doing or how long you've been doing it, there's always something you can learn from others. 
So listening is something that is really cool. All right, so I went to this Worth Creation seminar and my mind was blown. I was redirected. I was taught. I learned so much. And I'll make this episode about wealth, wealth creation. And I'll just share a few things that I learned from that conference, mix them up with the very things that God was speaking to me or I was learning in my personal life, in my personal journey. And I'll make this uh, an episode about worth. How about that? Now, the difference between riches and wealth. If you saw what I'm sitting on, you'd laugh. <sighs> anyway, the differences between riches and wealth. Riches die with you. You can have a good life. You can have good resources, a good car. So I was saying, the difference between riches and wealth. I understand riches as doing good in the present time. So you can have your car, you can have your house, you can want for nothing, you can travel the world. But the problem with riches is that they're temporary. Temporary in the sense that something could happen in the economy and you could, a couple months and you're back to poverty or back to lack or Let's say a natural disaster happens and then you're into lack or you die and your children are into lack. That's what riches are. So you can have a good life right now, but it doesn't pass on. It's not sustainable. Wealth, however, is something that can be passed on generation to generation. You know, those people like the Hiltons. I don't know why that came to mind, but the Hiltons, like the hotels. I'm in Africa, but I see them all over Africa and they started in the US, like the McDonald's and everything. Like those are businesses that are taking care of the generations of those people who started those businesses and unlike some businesses where you start and then people talk about the kids after you die they're like oh they used to be well doing now they had to change their school they had to change their lifestyle they had to change everything why because it was not sustainable it was not there was no solid base there was no foundation to the wealth or the riches they had so that is the difference between riches and wealth and I believe, if you're listening to this, the desire is not just to do well for yourself. The desire is to exceed this generation, like to, to do well for generations to come, but also to be sustainably doing well, where there are changes in the economy, natural disasters and whatnot, but you're not touched. I believe that's a biblical core. You know, it says everything will fall around you. That is Psalm 91, but they'll not touch you. You know, there's famine, there's hunger, there's why people are struggling with their finances and you're not touched. You're actually a source of solution and a source of comfort to others who are struggling. That is wealth. And that's the wealth I want to build and I am building. And that's the wealth you should build. It might not be all money or whatever, but the impact you want to build should really be that kind of sustainable. All right? Are we on the same page there? Awesome. So what was my first uh, what is my first point worth has a lot to do with multiple streams of income you can't build wealth just on a job not possible jobs are going to sustain and cover you on a day-to-day -day. it's really hand to mouth no matter how much money you get there are limitations to what your salary can do and because your salary takes time you're trading your time for the pay the limits are real so sometimes and another definition of worth for me is when something is wholesome so you're not killing yourself to make it a, a living your family is not struggling because you're not home because you're you're making money 
that for me is being rich. But if you're wealthy, money works for you. You have systems that are working for you. So you can rest. You can be home. You can you do great work. You do excellent work. You work hard. But you have that freedom also. That is what wealth is. Where you have to hustle, 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 grind, grind. And your body is saying it's over. And your mind is tired. But you can't stop. Because if you stop, then everything will fall apart. That is rich. And that is not the core of us as God's children who want to create wealth. Right? So, multiple streams of income help with that. They help with removing the burden of hustle, hustle, hustle. The burden of just being rich in a season. One thing that I learned from Charles the Banger, which was amazing, was just how he broke down the income streams. He says, um, and for me, that is something that I know I have interest in various places. So income streams will dwell from all that. But the way he broke it down really just blessed me and enlightened me. He said there are four things that can are potential income streams in your life right now. There are things that you love, there are things that you're good at, there are things that you feel you owe the world, and there are things that you get paid for. So the things that you get paid for, let me start there. Those are things like like for me, I'm an accountant. So I can be paid to do accounting work, to do finance, right? That's something that I can be paid for. That's an income stream. So I can actually perfect my accounting and finance skills. And do so well and become a consultant and work as a consultant or maybe develop an app that helps people with finance you know that is me refining my skill and making my what what i can be paid for an income stream it's not something that i love it's not something that i enjoy it's not something that i could necessarily be good at but it's something that i do right and i can be paid for so that's one so that's one income stream i'm using myself as an example the second thing is something that you are good at something that i'm good at for example is speaking so i can be invited to motivate people i can i can teach you know i used to be a lecturer you know <laughs> so i can teach i can speak and inspire people and be paid for it i can do so well at that and find that i'm paid handsomely just to speak and to do what i love right so that is the second thing. So I have two income streams now. The first one, I am refining my accounting, which is something I went to school for, and I'm being paid for it. The second one, I'm speaking, which is something I love, and I can do a lot without being drained because I enjoy it, and I'm being paid for it. And then the third thing is something that I'm good at. This could be something that I don't necessarily love, but I'm just good at. For example, I'm good at research, and I'm good at writing, so I can write. I'm not excited about writing usually, but when I write, I write really good. If I perfect that and do well in that, then I can be paid to write for people. Or I can write books. Or I can do research and write books and make money from there. See? Third income stream. Ching, ching. The fourth point is what? What I'm good at, what I love, what I can be paid for, and what I... I owe the world. Now, this is the pull, the call that you feel. So you can feel a call to serve orphans. You can feel a call to to help people who are in disadvantage in one way or the other. And for me, the call is to inspire. Maybe that's not something, but to train people. Training this one is different. I feel a need to support people in their dreams. So it's sort of like training them or coaching them. It's different from teaching where I'm passing on knowledge, but this one is just like, help you believe in yourself. You can do this. I feel like I owe that to the world because I have this 
positivity bank that never runs dry no matter the struggles i face i didn't know it was a gift till then when i noticed that oh not everybody has this kind of positivity optimism and um very sunny outlook on life and that is my outlook on life and so i want to serve people with this gift i don't have to be paid for it i feel i owe the world this gift to coach to support to encourage people right so that is something that i owe the world so when there is a little girl she is also being told she has to be a doctor and deep down she knows she's great at sewing and she wants to be sewing i i feel for her she doesn't have to pay me i'll be there and i can support her encourage her and tell her you can do both maybe just for your parents sake but you can cultivate your gift you know just to encourage you to be quirky and different and to know that that different and quirkiness is not random and god wants to use it i love that i want to do that and that's why i started this podcast really just so i can reach out to people and you can know that your dreams are valid that your quirkiness makes sense it works for where god is taking you know, so those are my four things. Do you see how you can refine all of these, do well in all of these, and then you can make income. So like can be multiple sources of income. And if you refine them very well, let's say you refine one thing. Let's say the accounting thing I mentioned, I create an app, I make money in that. I can then comfortably explore my other interests easily because now I have a best of income for exploration. And as this best increases, the, the higher this best is, the more comfortable it makes me to explore, take risks. And the higher the risks I take, the more I explore the things I'm good at, the things I'm interested in, the things that I love, then I am free to really multiply and make more money, create worth, create businesses, create solutions, and partner with people in those different spaces, and then create my worth. Now you see the multiple income streams. I really loved this presentation because for me, it just, I think Charles would hear me say this and be like, that's what I said, <laughs> but he spoke to me and this is my interpretation of what he was saying because we usually say multiple income streams and sometimes it's like, okay, so I start different businesses or maybe I have one business, but it has different types of products. So those products are income streams, but I believe this was a really cool way of showing you that all these things, these multiple income streams are already in you. They're already things that you're good at, maybe interested in. They're already things that you can explore. Maybe you can put on the shelf right now, but you can explore one thing that could work. And later you can use that money to activate that gift, to activate that interest because they're already in you. So wealth creation means multiple income streams. So have this assignment on yourself to explore what are the, th what are the things, or what is the thing that I love? What is the thing that I'm good at? What is the thing that I believe I owe the world? What is the thing that I can get paid for? Right? You can be paid for all of these, but there, there's that one thing that is not what you love. It is not what you uh, feel you owe the world. It is not what you're good at, really, but you could be paid for it. You know? So those four things, explore them and see the potential. With your interests, with your uh, talents, your gifts, your experiences, the field you're operating in right now, explore these and see where you could really activate, where you could start, and that could sponsor the other parts of your interests. How, how's that? All right. Now, the second point is that in Malawi, where I'm from, and I'm thinking this could be maybe the same for Africa or around the world. I'm not sure. I'd love to hear your feedback if you're listening 
from anywhere else other than Malawi. 15% of funding for studying in business comes from family and friends. And that was interesting for me because you know how we don't take family and friends seriously. We're like, oh, I want to build something, then I'll go to the bank or I'll get a venture capitalist. And pitching is in nowadays. People just want to pitch and get investors and whatnot. But family and friends are 15%. And in Malawi, that's the largest share of capital for people, right, for businesses. And you should know by now that to create worth, businesses, operating in the marketplace, having a business, being an entrepreneur is really key, right? You don't have to be an entrepreneur like a trader, but you can use whatever gift you have. You can be a teacher and be an entrepreneur in your teaching. You know, you can create an app. I'm in the app zone right now. I don't know why. <laughs> but you can create an app that teaches. That is an entrepreneur teacher. You can have um, a part-time course that you teach. You can have a program where you reach out to kids and, and train or train other teachers. Different things that can happen in the different areas that you're in. Business or entrepreneurship doesn't really have to be something that you really detach yourself or become someone new to pursue, which is really interesting. Because when I talk to people and they're talking about entrepreneurship, they're not talking about their gifts and talents. Many people are talking about just something they have seen happen. So there's this craze right now where people go to China to buy things, to resell. And you find that a person is really good at cooking, but they don't think cooking can be a gift. It's just a hobby. But going to China is a business. But then they're going to China to do what everybody else is doing and they struggle in the business and they think business is hard. No, it's not hard. What is messed up is the fact that you are not pursuing your interests, what you're good at. And you're not starting from the right place. You're starting from just looking everywhere. Right? So the point is family and friends provide the main source of funding. Family and friends. Family and friends. And who do we take for granted the most? Family and friends. Yeah, <laughs> you know how you keep them waiting. You know, you have like a family meeting and you are not showing up and your information is not together. You don't, we don't treat family and friends well. Like the closer you are, the more you see our messes. And now imagine you're being unreliable to these people or a year on all your life. And now you're coming like, you know, I need a couple dollars to start a business. And they'll be like, eh, no. So it's important that we maintain integrity with those people who are close to us, that we maintain excellence and that we honor people and respect them with their time and that we practice these things from home. We don't practice a certain attitude, respect, approach to life and perspective in the workplace and the business place that you don't practice at home. You're disrespectful at home, but very respectful in the workplace or in business. So when a time comes where you need the funding, where you need the support from your family, they feel we are disrespected by you. We can't support this. So this was really eye-opening for me and made me realize that I need to not take people for granted. And I think this is a struggle that I had, personal experience, to get my husband to invest in me because he knew how I always start. I used to always start things and not finish them. I always had great ideas, but they would always fall away. So he would be like, you want, you took money to do this. What happened with that? I'll be like, hey, I just called. Whatever, don't follow up on that. Hey, I moved on. Whatever, what? So I always had opinions and defenses, but that proved to my husband that I was unreliable. And when I wanted an investment in the business, he didn't trust it at all. And I blamed him at that point. When in actual sense, looking back, I think, well, he was right. <laughs> because when he gave me the money at that point, I lost it. I really did. I lost it. Why? Um, because I was unreliable. 
and he had good reason to to react the way he did and have the reservations he had all right so that is the second point that i learned the third point was something that i have been learning is guard your dream so guard your dream all right so if you know the story of joseph in the bible he was given a dream two times he dreamt um he was what was he <laughs> but they were bowing to him he had these stalls of, of hay and then his whole family had their own stalls of hay and those stalls of hay were bowing to him that was a dream and that dream from just telling it was showing that god was going to elevate him above his family above his older brothers and he shared that dream too soon and what happened is well we know what happened he went he was sold he went to prison it took 17 years to have that dream materialize. Maybe he needed 17 years. But sometimes I think maybe he didn't need 17 years. 17 years could be because he shared when it shouldn't have been shared. I know I even talk about putting your dream out there so that you can find your tribe and people who can support you. It's important. But then there is a phase of your dream where you have to really just pray and, and research and talk about it with God. Because there are a lot of scavengers out there. There are people who might not even want your idea, but they can just kill it. You know, and most of us who are listening to this, I'm calling you out to be generational bridges. You know, people who have seen a certain trend in our families and were standing in the gap and thinking, no, this has to stop here. That means we are surrounded by people who do not think our dream is possible. We're surrounded by people who are mediocre, people who are okay with the normal. And you're there trying to set a new standard and you have your dream and you're giving it to them. They'll persecute you for it or they'll slaughter it. They'll discourage you for it. So there is a phase in your process where it has to be you and just God. Even Jesus had to be hidden from Herod. Jesus was the king of the world. Jesus was savior, God in human form. But he had to hide from Herod because he was a baby. So babies, no matter how strong, they're going to be um, prone to attack. They're going to be weak. A king as a baby is weak and can be... Oh, I saw something that said a, a, a lion cub can be hurt or killed by a god that is full grown get it so if a full grown god can kill a lion cub that means there's a time for your dream to be nurtured to be preyed on and to grow don't feel lonely that you just just you and your dream and god it's important to have that time because you want to get clarity you want to be inspired for me i just cut out all negative people all negative talk not cut out for long but i was just busy you know, I was busy researching and praying and spending time with God over my dream and seeing the options. And the people who came to me to hang out with me, I could sense their energy. I could see oh, these people are negative. These people believe in God. These people believe in God being uh, uh, God being able to use anybody and do impossible things. Because there are some people who believe in God, who are really positive. But when you talk about business, they will not be positive. You don't need to share your dreams with everybody. Guard your dream. And as you guard your dream, guard your heart as well. Even in your time alone, what are you listening to, what you're watching, what you're feeding your mind on? It has to be things that align in building you towards your dream. If all you do is watch news and see all the negative things, it'll be hard for you to bring a positive energy to your business, a positive energy to your dream. So it's important that you guard your dream, guard your baby, your baby, guard it, protect it, and then guard your heart and your mind so that you're coming to this dream with a mind that is positive, that is inspired, and that's why it's important for you to get in touch 
and get in tandem with God so that he can then refine that dream and connect you to the right people. You'd be surprised who get who then get to reach out to you. You know, they get to reach out to you and then they start. You're like, how do you know I needed this? How do you know I'm doing this? You know, God can connect you to the right people. But your job is to guard your heart and guard your dream, you know, and feed it right. Feed it right. Don't just be like, yeah, it'll grow. No. Nope. Whatever you're putting in your eyes, in your ears, in your mouth is going somewhere and you're going to reap the harvest. Actually, what we're living today is a harvest of what we've been working on in the past. And if you don't like how your life looks right now, then change the diet. Because if you are eating your through your mouth, ears, and eyes, the very same things you're eating last year and you don't like the result and you're still doing the same thing, then you will reap the same harvest. Right, so God, 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 and God means protecting. God means defense. Now imagine you're trying to get into a door, and there's a bouncer standing there. That's what guarding is. When a bouncer is standing on the door, and you're trying to go to the right, they'll stop. The left, they'll they'll be like, no, you you can't pass through. That is guarding. That's what you should do with your heart, and with your dream, guard it, and make sure you're only feeding it right, so that it stays strong and it grows and matures. All right, that is the third point. The fourth point is be comfortable walking alone. Ah, oh, this hurt. <laughs> it really hurt. I really partnered with so many people when I started my business. People I shouldn't have partnered with because we're just, I was just lonely. You know, I wanted to sit and sit with people who are talking about dreams and ambitions and I think I just put myself in a bad place because I wanted to have company. I love people. I'm extroverted, extremely extroverted. This is how extroverted I am. Even when I'm doing my meditations, I want to do it in a group. <laughs> Even when I'm doing me time, I'm like, let's have me time together. So you have your me time on that corner. I, am, I have my me time on the other corner. We're essentially hanging out in our different me times. And for me, that feels more fun than just me being alone. But that's something that I have learned to maneuver. Because if you have got a dream and if you're going to build a bridge for generations to come, if you're going to create wealth for generations to come, not only should you guard your mind and guard your dream, but then you should be comfortable being misunderstood. You should be comfortable walking alone. Because as I said, so many around you will not relate to what you're trying to do. There will never there'll be people who have never seen it. Maybe you have never seen it. You only see it in your mind. And so people will misunderstand you. People will call you names. People will disagree with you. And it hurts, really. It sucks. But if you understand what you're doing, then be okay. Be okay with that. That's just seasonal. God will send you help. You will find partners. You will find the right people. But don't partner for the sake of partnering. Just because somebody has a similar dream or similar ambition doesn't mean you have to partner. Oh, please get it from me. It doesn't mean you have to partner. There is no rushing in any partnership. Let nobody rush you to do any partnership, not even yourself, because you're feeling lonely. Don't rush yourself. Because these things, when you get in them without God guiding you and you doing them, doing them out of desperation, they come to bite you really bad. And it's so unpleasant. So, yeah, please. <laughs> please, 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 please be comfortable walking alone. Yeah, be comfortable being misunderstood. Not every argument about entrepreneurship, about dreams, about the environment, whatever, is an invitation for you to participate. It will drain your energy and it will drain your vibes. You don't 
meadow with the pigs in the mud and come out clean so if you get meddling in all these arguments you get dirty dirty and you come back and you want to pursue your gifts or you want to pursue your talents and you're exhausted and you have mad everywhere now you have to start cleaning instead of just working on your dream did that analogy work i think it did <laughs> all right so this was about worth creation i truly believe you are called to create worlds because really god said in his word that you must be fruitful you must multiply and you must subdue the earth that doesn't look like being rich for me that means being wealthy and again being worthy here means financially it means mentally spiritually it means you just positioning yourself with god and just dominating in your field of expertise that's why you subdue you don't subdue where i'm supposed to subdue you subdue in your zone i subdue in my zone and in together we subdue the whole earth right so yeah find your lane that's the first step when you find your lane when you discover your gifts your talents your capabilities then you're able to explore these multiple income streams you're able to explore yourself and what is within you because your greatness and your worth creation formula is within you these that i'm sharing are just guides to help you kickstart or to light a fire in your heart that is already there they're already in you you just need to embrace them and walk walk confidently in that path all right all right so this is all i have for you in this episode i am glad you joined me and i hope to talk more with you soon get in touch on all the socials it's always a pleasure to hear from you and to hear how this podcast is helping you and yeah just to get feedback all right i appreciate you have a great day bye bye thank you for joining me here on my lane audio experience be sure to subscribe and share and i can't wait to hang out again soon all right okay bye bye